It's incredible that we're actually starting on time today. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, 12 minutes behind schedule, which is on time for us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, you know, we set a time and it's not like we're both here 20 minutes early. It's usually like yeah. <laughs> crash, crashing at the at the buzzer like, okay, we're here. <laughs> Sitting in the pajamas, you know, like a toothbrush in your mouth kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what it is for me. Uh, what time is it? What time is it there? 4.12, 4 p.m. Okay. Yeah, see, it's it's 9 a.m. here, and it's I, I that's not early by any means. In fact, I, I get up at like 7.30 or 8, but when you're going to be talking like we're talking like this, you know, you've got some more complex uh, topics to discuss, things like that. It takes me a little bit to, to really wake up, you know, even after coffee or like an energy drink or something. I still feel like I'm, you know, like I'm not fully woken up even by 9 o'clock, so... Hopefully that doesn't translate too much across the recording. No, I think I think I think it's fine. Just so people are very late. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. Plus, I'm still a little hungover from Thursday. Oh, oh yeah, because your team won, right? <laughs> yeah, you saw this. Yeah, <laughs> you saw this because you put in Slack. Hey, man, if you're if you're still alive, you want to do this post? <laughs> I was like, there's no. I was still at the bar. I think when I got that that Slack thing. For anybody who doesn't know, the Cowboys had their biggest win in like five years. And so I was a happy camper Thursday and, and Friday and, and Saturday. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you just came back from the bar. <laughs> right? I, just, I literally just walked in the door. So this is good timing. <laughs> Went there on Thursday with a sleeping bag. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was, it was a rough one. It was a fun one, but it was a rough one. Oh, good. 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 Um. Well, before the show uh, officially starts, I feel obliged to give an update about our ongoing iPad Pro giveaway. You know, like for the past few weeks, we've been running this little um, contest, this little challenge, I would say, uh, to let people enter to win a free 12.9-inch iPad Pro. For people who were not aware of the... Um, of the giveaway and, and the concept of it all is that uh, the past three episodes, we shared one keyword at a random moment of the episode. So one keyword. And by listening to the each episode, you were able to collect these uh, three keywords. And there's another one coming today, uh, making it the last keyword. And at the end of this show, uh, you will have the, la- the four keywords that you can assemble into a phrase, a short sentence, and uh, once you have assembled this uh, sentence, you can email it to me or to rather let's talk iOS at idownloadblog.com. So the name of the of this podcast, let's talk iOS at idownloadblog.com. It comes to me really, but and <laughs> include uh, your name, your location, and of course <laughs> include the sentence. <laughs> I know it sounds it sounds like an obvious thing to say here, but I I can Cody, I will share with you. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to receive at least one email with someone sharing their name and location, but not giving me the sentence. It has to. That's that's it's science. It has to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this episode is recorded on Monday, December third. Uh, subscribers usually get it uh, on today, and for the rest of the world, it goes out to tomorrow. But on December 10, so that's uh, next Monday, I will be randomly selecting a winner from uh, the pool of emails that I receive. Email that included the name, the location, and of course, uh, the the sentence, the phrase. 
So basically, one week left for a chance to enter to win this uh, iPad Pro. Um, if you haven't, listen to episode 265, 266, 267, and of course, this episode to get all the words. And uh, good luck to everyone. Uh, update number two, Cody won, everybody go home. <laughs> Cody won it, everybody go home. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get old, does it? <laughs> Actually, you know what? I don't need to win this. Sebastian told uh, all this IDB staff he's getting us iPad Pros for Christmas. So Yeah, yeah I told you that on <laughs> April 1st. <laughs> uh, it's going to be like Christmas vacation where I'm expecting iPad Pro and I get a uh, subscription to Jam. <laughs> got a jam subscription nice oh man a free starbucks uh you know like these uh, apple <laughs> gift cards the, they apps, gave. Yeah. <laughs> the free app of the week at starbucks here it is yeah. <laughs> oh, that's for you guys good good work this year <laughs> oh man um we uh, so we have a couple of complaints jotted down here. You want to go first, or you want me to go first? No, go first because I'm always the okay. one complaining, and right. I want you to be the one complaining today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I have a, and it's kind of a small one, and it's I feel like it's kind of in a niche area, so uh, just kind of bear with me here. But it's so it's the workout uh, interface while I am. Uh, while you're doing a workout. So like uh, I'll go for an indoor run and I've kind of mentioned this before. I don't really like that. It dings me uh, every mile. Cause that kind of lets me know where I'm at. And so if I'm, let's say I'm going for like four or five miles. Uh, I don't want to hear when I'm on the first mile, you know, especially in my head where I'm going, man, I must be like halfway done. And that's not ends up not being the case at all. So that's, uh, that's a small gripe that I've shared before. This is another one. And it's the, it's the uh, tap targets on uh, some of the stuff. So here's an example. I, I get to the gym, get on the treadmill. I start to, to do my jog and then I start running. And then after like a minute or two, like the watch knows that I'm doing it. So it just automatically goes, Hey, it looks like you're starting an indoor run. Do you want to record it? And so I go to tap that button and it's a large button. It takes up a lot of the screen and I go to tap it. And I will tell you, I am. 11% accurate on tapping that button the first time, despite how big it is. I mean, I do not get this thing very often first. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it seems so untappable, but it's, it's a large button. I go to tap and I just rarely do it. So, and I find that carries over through a lot of the workout stuff. So, um, another example is while I mid run, uh, if I hold up my watch, if I look at my watch and I activate the watch face and it's trying to activate Siri right now, cause I'm, doing the motion as I'm talking, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but it, the first thing I see is the time. Like it'll show me where I'm at in my run with the time and then, uh, how far I've gone. If I swipe to the right, I can get access to the, uh, playback controls, which I need because I've hit a point in my playlist or whatever, where I don't like the song. And if I'm going to keep running, if I'm going to keep going, I got to get off this song and I got to get to something with the faster beats per minute. So I swipe to the right and I try to tap to the right to get there. This usually goes pretty smooth. Swiping to the right doesn't, isn't too big a deal. But if I try to swipe back to the left to see where I'm at in my run, I never am able to get back to the, uh, like the distance and the time screen. It, it either takes me to, uh, the music app. That's what happens a lot is it launches the music app because it thinks I'm tapping the song 
in the middle of the playback controls and then it takes me to the music app and now I'm just lost, right? Because then I'm going to furiously press the physical button on the side and then the digital crown just trying to get back to whatever screen I was just on. This is not easy to do when you're running at a decent pace, you know, six or seven miles per hour. So you're running really fast. You're trying to stay in the middle of this treadmill and not fall and look like an idiot. And you're just furiously like typing and or uh, tapping and swiping on, on your watch. And this is something I'm starting to run into more and more. So I just, I thought I'd share that. I, I think I noted it on Twitter, uh, to see if anybody had any tips for that. And I didn't really get any, like a discerning, like, this is what you should do. But I did get a couple people reach out and say, yeah, that bugs me too. One person even suggested a different uh, workout app to try. That was going to be my suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just finding that these, the, the controls are terrible. And here's what, here's what really drives me crazy. So there's sometimes I'll run for time. And I know that for the, the 3.1 miles or whatever it is to run the full 5k, I know I have a set time where that's my best. And I came really close to beating my best a couple of times over the weekend and or I guess at the end of last week. And one of the times I have to stop the I you have to manually stop the workout for it to stop and log that time. So I'm I know I'm right at the edge of my my 3.1 mile run and I know that I'm counting down like 20 seconds before it's not going to be my personal best anymore. So I'm like ready to hit end on the, on the screen and right as it was coming up, I got a notification. And so that notification took over the screen and then I hit the wrong, the incorrect button because I still get confused between the digital crown and the physical button. And so I tried to go back. Now all of a sudden I'm in this, uh, I'm in an app view and I'm like, no, I need to get back to the workout. Oh, now it's in the music app because I had accidentally tapped that before. So I ended up going like 12 seconds over my personal best, despite the fact that my actual runtime was probably a personal best. It was just, I mean, I know these are petty things, but it's, uh, it's something that's been frustrating me lately with the Apple Watch, uh, uh, UI. So if somebody does know a better exercise app, maybe if I'm in, uh, uh, Nike Run because I do have a Nike Plus edition and I do have the Nike Run app. I just don't ever start it because everything else is so automatic. Um, yeah, let me know because it's it's kind of bugging me. Yeah, that was going to be my suggestion to you to look for a different running application, and I'm sure there are dozens, maybe even hundreds, hundreds. of them in, yeah, in the app store. Hundreds. Right. So, but in, in, in you want a, a good one, so that's probably gonna be a handful of them, and it's, and they might cost you something like four or five bucks. Um, but if that fixes your problem, which by the way I've experienced myself in the very, very short amount of running I've done um, uh, in my life with an Apple Watch, <laughs> I experienced exactly the same thing. Uh, maybe even more so. Um, because I wasn't constrained by you're running on the treadmill, right? But I was running right. in the street and I felt like I wasn't constrained by space. So I was, you know, my body was maybe even moving even more than it would on the treadmill where you're kind of constrained uh, on the side and where you can go. Um, but I know it, it, it's a pain just to, like you said, to switch between the activity screen, what's going on, you know, how many minutes you've been running and your heart rate and distance and all that stuff and uh, swiping to, to the media controls. Uh, I have, I've never had the problem of, uh, swiping two screens at once or, or, uh, but I've definitely had the problem of accidentally launching the, the music player, which happens to me sometimes, even when I'm walking. So, you know, right. not, no wide movement or anything like this, but still happened. Um, so I, um, I, I completely hear you. And that's funny that you mentioned, uh, when the watch taps you. 
um, at every milestone, you know, every mile that you run. Um, right. You don't like it. And I, I totally understand why, you know, you want to stay in the zone. You want to, you don't want to be uh, discouraged by saying you just run one mile when you thought maybe you were at two and a half or something. Um, and that's something I actually miss when I use a different app. I use Pedometer Plus. I use two apps. I use the stock workout app to track my steps. So sometimes I'm just going to uh, bring my watch close to my face and say, uh, yo, Siri, start, a, start an outdoor walk. And it's not going to do it automatically. Or sometimes I just use uh, the Pedometer app, Pedometer Plus Plus. And with the Pedometer Plus Plus, it doesn't tap you at every kilometer or mile that you walk. And I kind of miss this um, when uh, when I walk to not have the tap telling me, oh, you've done one kilometer or you've done two kilometers, whatever it is. Um, so different um, different activities, different um, different problems. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, I would really suggest looking, spending you know thirty minutes or so in the app store and looking for a good running app that offers a good um, watch complication watch uh, app. That's probably the biggest trick here because the right. yeah we don't really care. You don't really care about the iOS app. What you care about is um, the um, the running app, but you, you, uh, the watch app, but you're still probably going to run no matter what app you use, you're probably still going to run into the same problems because a running app, like a, sp- a third party running app might not notify you at every mile that you run or you complete, but you're still going to have the problem of swiping between the media controls and, and uh, the running dashboard. No, no, I think I will. I just, I would hope that maybe somebody has organized it a bit differently. And what I'm really specifically talking about is the link that if you tap the song on your watch, that it opens the music player. Like I have no, that has zero use to me that I've come across yet. Maybe I'll, you know, in like a year I'll be like, Oh, that's why Apple did it. But to this point, I really can't see a reason why you would want to, you know, manipulate things on, on such a small screen, you know, such as the music app. And I guess if maybe you wanted to leave your phone at home, I actually do have the LTE model. Uh, so if I wanted to activate the cellular plan, I could, and, and maybe that's more or less what that's for. But, uh, I wish I could just turn off, turn off that linkage. Uh, you know, like if you tap the song, it's going to open the music app. I wish I could turn that off in the, uh, in the settings. And to be fair, I did pop in the settings a little bit, but I just, I wasn't really sure what I was looking for and I wasn't really sure where to look because it's, I didn't know, is it on the watch or is it in on the iPhone or is it in the watch app on the iPhone? Um, and I haven't given a fair shake to, uh, to Nike, uh, the Nike plus run club or whatever that is. So that'll probably be my first thing I do is, is look at that, especially since I've run so often, it seems like, uh, you know, I've got the Nike run watch. It seems like, uh, it would only be fitting to use that app. All right. I've got, um, I've got a good news for you. Okay. I just tried Pedometer Plus Plus, and there is an out, uh, indoor run uh, activity in there. So you can start an indoor run, and when you play music and you have the media controls show on the third page, when, yeah. you, when you tap on the title or whatever, or the, the album, or the, the, not the album, the artist name, it does not open the music player. So you can oh, tap nice. all you want. You can you know, skip the song, obviously. You can change the volume, but tapping on the title of the artist is not going to take you out. Okay. So it might, might be worth investigating. Yeah. And, and probably the only thing holding me back is 
probably why I haven't gone out and looked at different apps is, is the automatic part. Because there's a lot of times where I step on that treadmill and I had forgotten to set up the workout. In fact, now I even purposely don't try to set up the workout because I like that the watch just kind of knows. Yeah. Right. So typically two to three minutes into the run, it, I get an alert that says, Hey, it looks like you're running. Do you want to record this? And again, I miss a couple tabs there, but I'll say, yes, please record this. And I, it jumps me into where I've already been running, you know, and it's, it's almost, here's an interesting side note. It's almost stride for stride matching with the treadmills numbers. So it'll tell me, um, it'll match up with the time and it'll usually match up with the distance. Sometimes it's about a 10th of a mile off, but, um, it's surprisingly accurate in terms of just being an automatic starter for you, which is so cool. That's what I really love about the sleep app. Uh, we've talked about in the past is that it automatically tracks my sleep. The more things like this that happen automatically, the better the Apple watch is for me as a whole. And I think that has a lot to do with why I feel so it's such big strides have been made since my f- original Apple Watch back in the day. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to complain about with Apple Watch? <laughs> no, I think that covers it. So uh, throw me your throw me your Apple Watch uh, exercise app suggestions uh, in Twitter, and I'll give them a shot. All right, and you are at Melfco on Twitter, and uh, yes, sir. people can see your uh, username at the bottom of the show notes of this uh, podcast episode. And every other episode we record together. (laughs) All right. My time to complain. Yep. Do it. (laughs) The complaint department. Um, My complaint is about Face ID. And it's not so much about how Face ID works and, you know, when it fails to recognize you, which still happens very often on my iPhone, depending on the angle and, and where I'm at, you know, the how my body is positioned and stuff like this. But what bothers me with face, face ID is the small and the short unlock animation that shows on the screen uh, while face ID is working, you know, to uh, figure out if you are, if I am Sebastian and if it can truly unlock the phone or not the phone, but uh, uh, 1Password or any other app, uh, maybe a banking application related to, uh, to face ID. And this really gets to my, to, on my nerves when I'm not, not when I'm unlocking the phone because it works seamlessly. You don't really see the animation. But for example, when I'm on the website and I'm trying to enter my username and password, in which case I either use one password or iCloud uh, keychain. And with one password, I can see the little animation. I'm like, hmm, it's taking a while. You know, it's it's a one second animation, and I'm like, hmm, it's taking a while. And then, um, and one password unlocks. I select my password. Here, I'm like, okay, maybe it's just the time that Face ID needs to to authenticate me. You know, like we know Face ID is a little slower, especially in this uh, first iteration, is slower than Touch ID was. The, the second generation Touch ID was almost instant. Face ID takes a little bit of time. I get this. I'm, I'm willing to cut some slack to, to this animation just based on the fact that that might just be the time needed to Face ID to really authenticate me. But then when you use uh, Face ID with uh, iCloud, pass- iCloud passwords on a website, you can see that the password field is being filled out as the animation is still playing. So I'm like, wait, 
like it's filled out my username and my and my password. All I need to do is tap, you know, uh, login or enter or whatever to be in, but I can't because the face ID animation is still playing on screen. Again, mind you, this is just a second, right? It, it lasts a second, but I, this is an extra second that I don't need it, that I would like to take back in, into my life. Um, so if I can understand it when it does it with apps like, uh, 1Password, I just don't get it why it would, um, why it autofills the password so fast on uh, when I use iCloud Keychain um, and still prevents me to click to tap on connect or login or sign in or something. This drives me absolutely <laughs> insane, especially okay in the context that I've been using my iPad much more uh, to do quote unquote work uh, on on the <laughs> iPad Pro, and uh, I'm logging in much more. <laughs> You know, much much more often than I used to, uh, and uh, thankfully, my iPad, the, the new iPad Pro, has Face ID, which I really love. I, like I said before, I think Face ID is even better or makes more sense to me on iPad than it does on iPhone. I prefer Face ID on iPad than I do on iPhone because it's just much more convenient. Um, but I, I just don't get it why why I have to wait this extra second. Um, it doesn't look like it need that time to authenticate me because it already pre-filled my username and password um, and it's still playing this animation. So my excuse of, well, I'll cut it some slack because it needs time doesn't seem valid anymore in these, uh, in these cases. I don't know if it's something that uh, a lot of people are experiencing. I know I complained last week about it on Twitter and uh, I had a few uh, people agreeing with me uh, saying, yeah, sometimes, it, again, it's just a second or maybe even less than a second. But it, it feels unnecessary at times, especially when you can see in the back that your username and password has been filled. It's, it's kind of, uh, uh, frustrating to see, you know, to see you're just waiting for, for nothing, basically. Um, you don't have an iPad with face ID, but you do, you use an iPhone. Have you, have you ever made a mental note of this to yourself that, oh crap, it's annoying. Like I'm waiting for my password to fill up, to fill out. Or oh, oh, I'm waiting for my uh, for Face ID animation to play so I can move forward. Have you ever noticed that? Even no, I'm trying to think because I, I I use Face ID. A lot of the apps I uh, use use Face ID now, and I'm just trying to think of any time that I've been halted up or stalled from while waiting the uh, the animation to happen. It's just I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I know that. When I unlock the phone, sometimes it doesn't seem to go right away. Like I'll see the unlock happen. It'll recognize me, but it's not whatever's happening with the scrolling up of the lock screen. You know, you've got to swipe up from the bottom to to open the phone. It just doesn't seem to happen right away. So, I mean, maybe there's a little bit of stall there and it's frustrating. It's more frustrating to me when it doesn't recognize me. I'm like, you've seen me at this angle a hundred times. How do you not recognize me? And to be fair, I still think Face ID for me has over a 90% success rate. Like it's been – and it learns. You know, obviously I got the new iPhone ten, uh, 10s Max uh, a couple months ago. So it's slowly learning more and more about how I look when it's trying to recognize me. So I think it's getting better over time. But um, yeah, nothing nothing I could think of off the top of my head in terms of wait, like a, waiting too long for the animation to happen. Hmm. Have you noticed, and maybe you mentioned this and I missed it, but if you're using a keyboard with the iPad, 
tapping space bar will speed up that animation when it's recognizing your face ID. So you don't have to even touch the screen. You can, I think it's double tap or maybe it's one tap on the space bar. Uh, I heard Gruber talking about this on his uh, podcast, the talk show that you double tap that and it'll make the, the, it'll unlock your iPad basically for you. Or it'll push through to the next level of that uh, face ID unlock mechanism. Yeah, that, that I haven't tried this, but that might be true for unlocking the iPad when the screen is locked, you know, when the screen is black. But I don't think right. this is true when uh, it's an authentication. Thing yeah, for an exactly, app? Okay. exactly. You know, you're on I don't know uh, Twitter dot com on in Safari and at the screen where you are entering your username and password. That's I don't think double tapping would do anything here. Um, I don't. I could be. I could be wrong, but I doubt double tapping brings up. Um, if anything, again, like no, it wouldn't do anything because, yeah, double tapping wouldn't do anything. You would be on the on the logging screen of Twitter or whatever website doesn't matter. Um, you would have on the key uh, above the keyboard on the screen. You would have you know uh, your iCloud uh, password or iCloud keychain password, or maybe your one password button or something like this. So you would have to select this first before moving forward, I think. I could be wrong. I could hmm. be wrong. I never, I, honestly, I never paired my iPad with a keyboard, which is, an, oh, okay. which is a totally other discussion we may have another day. <laughs> but I think I'm missing out on not having a keyboard paired with iPad. Because I, I'm so bad at typing on the on the on screen keyboard. Um, I I think everybody is so bad at typing on this on screen keyboard. It's just it's just not and and the and the text um, uh, the autocorrect is just pretty bad. I feel like I don't think it's it's anything new. Um, and of course, on an iPad, the uh, the on screen keyboard takes half of the screen. Uh, so you're missing out on a lot of of screen real estate. Um, but um, that's something I might investigate in the near future. Um, I actually look brief, um, briefly looked on Amazon for third-party keyboard for iPad, uh, iPad Pro. But as you may expect, uh, the iPad Pro 11 inch is so new that you don't have that many options. You have some options, um, right. but you don't have that many. Um, I don't know what I would consider good and trustworthy options. You have the Chinese keyboards, you know, from all over the world, but um, I, I I don't know. They, they sometimes look a little shady. <laughs> well, the questionable quality, I would say. You know, yeah. a keyboard is a keyboard, right? You know, right. keys, keys, Bluetooth. Okay, I get it. Um, but um, yeah, the quality looks a little uh, questionable. And, and also, I don't, I was looking not specifically for uh, a keyboard, but a keyboard case. You know, if if I'm gonna go keyboard, I want it. I want to be able to transport my iPad as if it was a laptop kind of thing, and easily be able easily be able to detach the iPad from the keyboard. I'm looking for something like this, and that doesn't exist at this point in time. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Side note: It's funny that you mentioned the uh, how terrible auto correct auto spell correct is. Um, because I was just thinking that to myself recently too. It was like it was a word that I had one letter missing, and I fixed the letter. It's oh. a very like common word. I couldn't tell you what it is, but I fixed that one letter. And before I touched that letter, there was no suggestions to correct it. It it, it was clear that iOS or Mac or whatever I was using had no idea what the word was. And then I just like deleted that one letter, and all of a sudden it's like normal. And it's just like 
Okay, well, it's two almost 2019 now. Like I was one letter off. He acted like I was crazy for you know. Yeah. I was like, am I making up a word here? Why does it not get it? And then I delete the letter. Word looked fine. You know, the red little line underneath the word went away. I was like, okay, that's okay. That's where we're at. All right. Since we we've opened the complaint <laughs> department and we're on keyboard and autocorrect, here are other things right. that bother me with autocorrect iOS. You know, autocross iOS. Okay. Uh, is that if you type, so you had a, an extra letter, right? In your word, that's, that was the problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What if you have one, le- you're short of one letter? It's, it's exactly the same problem, but reversed, you know, like you're missing one letter in the word. Come on, iOS. You can figure out that, you know, when I said, uh, uh, when I spelled H O U E, I really mean, meant H O U S E, you know, like right. it, it, it's like, it's like you you just invented a completely different word that that that's impossible to correlate to any other word in the database, and that really bothers me because iOS is over ten years old now, you know, <laughs> uh, and it's it seems like a very simple thing to fix when you're talking about it from behind a computer, <laughs> you know, on the podcast, <laughs> but it seems, it seems fairly simple. Another one that kills me and I, and it doesn't happen to me very often on iPhone, but on iPad all the time, I, I type a sentence and sometimes I tap the space bar, but really I don't tap the space bar. I guess I tap outside of the space bar, you know, so nothing happens. So I'm, uh, uh, instead of having two words that are uh, separated by a space, like the, it's just one big word, but it's spelled correctly, you know, and it's fine, except I didn't put a space in between these two words. I'm like, can't you figure it out that these are actually, I, you know, I forgot or I mistyped, uh, the space bar. And you could separate these words automatically. Or at least, even if you don't like separate them automatically, at least when I type on, on the, the underlying word, offer the possible replacement of these two words separated by a space. Nope, <laughs> nope, it doesn't. It's, it's, again, it's like you created like a complete nonsense string of text that cannot be recognized in any possible way by iOS. This drives me crazy. Yeah, oh, I totally agree. And I just, it doesn't make sense to me why it feels like autocorrect is so, f- like, sometimes it seems kind of smart and you're like, okay, I'm impressed that I recognize that. But for a majority of the time, I'm just going, come on, you know, like, how did you, how could you not get that that's what I was going for? Like, I know that the, you know, I know that the word habitat is a place. And so why didn't you recognize that that was a word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what I do like is, is uh, dictation that I've been using a little more uh, on my iPhone and my iPad. You know, when you type a message, for example, I don't use it for typing, you know, text, like long strings of text, like an email or something like this. I just don't think about it. And when I, usually when I type something like a, like a, like a long string of uh, words, I need time between words or between sentences to process. And I, you know, I'm thinking that I don't want to, let the dictation run because of that, because I, I type and then I go back, I erase things and I switch the order of words and everything. So dictation doesn't work for, for this uh, purpose, but for sending quick, uh, usually text messages, when I think about it, dictation is pretty awesome. And today I sent a text to my wife using dictation and, uh, 
not a voice, not a voice message, huh? dictation. And uh, one of the, my, so my wife speaks English, and one of the word in the in the message that I sent was uh, a French word, uh, and a French word, and it's a place, it's a location that's actually in my contacts on my phone. And I said the, so I, you know, I dictated the thing and I included the French word in there. And to my, I was like, whoa, it's going to give me some weird result for that one. <laughs> because I even said it like, you know, with, in French, like French, not, not with an English accent or anything like this. I just said the word as I would say it, pronounce it in French. And it totally, totally recognized me. And I realized that it was in my contacts. So that's how it knew, um, that what it was. But I was pretty impressed by uh, by the fact that it not that it knew it was in my contact, but by the fact it was able to interpret inter, in, to understand what I was uh, uh, dictating. So you know, it's not all negative uh, in in this first half of the show, <laughs> <laughs> right? We just opened the cl- complaint department. <laughs> um, uh, two things: what I think about it, the word of the week. And the final word of the contest is built, B-U-I-L-T, built. And uh, I want to take a minute to thank our sponsor. It's our good friends at Jamf Now. It's easy to keep track of your own Mac, iPad, your iPhone. But what about the other Apple devices uh, that you have at work? As a business grows, uh, its digital inventory grows with it, making it harder to manage everyone's Apple devices in the business. And this is especially true if employees are working remotely. Jamf now makes it easy to set up, to manage, and to protect your Apple devices in your business. So you can check your digital inventory. You can uh, distribute Wi-Fi and email settings. Uh, you can uh, you can deploy apps. You can enforce passcode. You can protect company data. And your, of course, you can also lock or wipe a device as needed from just about anywhere as long as you have an internet connection. GEMFNOW helps you to manage your devices so you can focus on your business instead. No IT experience needed, which is my favorite thing about GEMFNOW. And now let's talk iOS listeners can start securing their business by managing their first three devices for free forever. And more starting at just $2 a month per device. Create your free account today at GEMFNOW dot com slash let's talk that's j-a-m-f dot com slash let's talk yeah our thanks to jamf now for uh, the support there you want to talk some news items yeah yeah let's get a couple news items you know it's this time of year right like we're apple's just had two huge events in september and october uh the holidays start showing up around november now we're drifting into december it's just I f- you can feel it, right? It's the news has been pretty sluggish, and it's probably going to stay that way until uh, you know early next year, and we start getting reports maybe of a of an Apple event in the spring sometime, maybe March. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of where we're at. If you're wondering, like, man, where's all the the Apple news talk been? Well, it's just kind of that time of the year. But we do have a couple uh, what I thought were pretty interesting stories. So let's start off with the first one, and uh, this comes from our favorite guy. Who I thought was going to stop doing Apple. I thought he was going to stop following yeah. Apple so closely, but uh, nope. He's been pretty active over the last couple of or several weeks. Uh, this is Ming Chi Kuo, and uh, he is calling for uh, the next level of AirPods, right? So the next generation of AirPods, and he says uh, the ones with the the AirPods with the wireless charging case are going to turn up in. Um, 
next year, so 2019, and they're going to feature wireless charging, Bluetooth 5.0. Obviously, they're going to have the W1 or whatever Apple decides to call its next generation of the chip. Uh, it will not have uh, Hey Siri functionality. Uh, it will also not have noise cancellation or sweat resistance. Uh, and But these are due in the first half of next year. And... God, you know, when I read this, I was pretty bummed. Let me just a little side note. You'll you'll understand where I'm coming from. Um, my AirPods, which I've had over a year now, I think, uh, are starting. I think the sweat is starting to get through to them. You know, for the most part, anybody will tell you like these hold up fairly well during a workout, and they, you know, they're not. I don't think they're overly sweat resistant. I don't think they have any kind of you know certification or uh, authentication as uh, as sweat proof or waterproof or anything like that even water resistant but they've held up pretty well in my workouts i know they do for a lot of people so you just kind of assume like okay they'll be fine uh that is not the case so when i saw no sweat resistance here uh i was kind of bummed out because i'm hoping i really need that next version to launch um so i can get those because i'm starting to see separation in one of my earbuds and i'm actually really starting to have problems so sometimes only the left one will connect then i've got to do this little dance of putting them both back uh, putting both earbuds back into the charging case, closing the lid, and then just kind of repairing them with my uh, with my iPhone. Now, the, to be clear, this has only happened two or three times, and I use these things two or three times a day now. Um, so it's not happening at a, at a very high rate, but it's happened a couple times. And again, just when I, I can see some of the separation happening, uh, there's a seam between the uh, the actual earpiece that goes in your ear and uh you know the white the longer white piece there's a seam there and i'm starting to see that separate a little bit so i'm, I'm just getting kind of nervous i don't want to have to buy like a pair of these airpods in between now and, and the next generation of airpods and again i was just really hoping that the that the next generation would have that sweat resistance that we've heard uh several rumors about so that's not what kuo is saying is happening he's saying basically if you're looking for wireless charging, you're going to be happy in the first half of next year. If you're wanting things like, uh, hey, Siri, uh, oh, I'm activating devices here. Sorry. Uh, if you want the noise cancellation and if uh, if you want like the sweat resistance, that's not going to come until sometime in uh, 2020. So we're looking at a year and a half, a little over a year and a half for those. Uh, what do you what's your take on this? Where are you at with your current AirPods and what are you looking for in the next version? Um, first question. Uh, so the, the, the two pieces that make the, uh, AirPod are separating. Like you, you can actually see a gap or you just see like a grayish, brownish mark between the two pieces. I mean, I see the line, but it's that line is more evident on the left AirPod than it is on the right. You know what I mean? So I can tell that I can see basically how it started. Like, this is what it's supposed to look like when it comes off the assembly line. This is what this is starting to look like now. Hmm. Yeah. So it's, I mean, to me, it looks like some sort of deformity or damage. Like, again, I just, when I pair that with the uh, technical problems I've been having with them, I feel like sweat is just slowly starting to seep in. Because I can feel it during my runs. The wet, the the sweat will kind of, like, pool in my ear. I know that's gross, but it's pulling in my ear just behind the, the earbud, or the AirPod, I'm sorry. And... To a point where it almost makes like a built-in subwoofer in my ear canal. I can hear the bass in that little pool of water in my ear. But uh, yeah, it'll st- slowly start to force the uh, the earbud itself out of my ear. That's the only th- the only time where I don't feel like I have a secure like where they're in my ear securely is when I that sweat kind of builds up right there. So I just feel like the sweat is starting to take its toll. 
that's 95% of when I'm wearing these is when I'm doing something active or, or fitness related. So, hmm. um, I do, I don't have the problem with, you know, the PCs separating, but I know that since the very first day that I've had uh, my uh, AirPod, I've seen like the seam, like you say, between the two main pieces that make the AirPod, at least, uh, the, um, uh, yeah, AirPod, at least from the outside. Um, I've had this brown ring, um, and I was told that it was the glue, uh, that, you know, that glues right. these two pieces together. But I remember like f- being a little upset because I, you know, I paid 160 bucks for these and I don't pay to see glue marks on a $160 piece of plastic. Um, you know, f- coming from Apple, it, again, if it come from, uh, some Chinese knockoff or something like this, I wouldn't be too picky. But coming from Apple, I was a little upset that I had something where right off the bat, you know, taking it off the, of the box, unboxing it, I could see the glue mark here. Um, so that's, that's one thing. Uh, it didn't get any worse or any better over, I've had them for two years now, I think. I think it's, it's been two years now. Um, it's, it's not, you know, any worse or anything, but still noticeable. And I remember I didn't return them at the time because, uh, AirPods were very hard to, to, to find, yeah, yeah. you know, like you had like, some people had to wait weeks or even months to get, to get their hands on a pair of, of, uh, AirPods. So I, I suck it up and it's a first world problem, right? Oh, you're seeing, you're seeing a little piece of glue on your $160, um, headphones. Yes. That's the first world problem. <laughs> and I'm proud of it. Um, my issue, um, one issue I have with AirPods and the reason why I would like to have them get a little more, uh, sweat proof or, or waterproof or wa- water resistant or sweat resistant is that unlike you, I don't, you know, run and sweat profusely with my AirPods in my ears, but I walk outside every single day. You know, I do my 9,000 steps a day. And uh, now we're getting into uh, winter. We are, I guess, in winter um, as far as the temperatures go uh, here in France. And it rains a lot. It's super cold. Don't mind the cold. doesn't do anything to the, uh, to the AirPods. But the rain, even by wearing like... Um, like a hoodie or something, you know, like a hood over my head. There's always like the mist or the humidity, like going through the hood. You know, I have, I have like a nice North Face um, waterproof jacket. You know, like you can just like go in the middle of the ocean on that thing. You're not going <laughs> to get like totally uh, soaked. But when it rains a lot, you can, on the inside, uh, you can feel it's a little humid. And I've noticed that my AirPods don't like this. So, um, they work fine. You know, I protect them as much as I can from the rain or the humidity, rather. But I go, I go home. I let them, you know, I put them back in the... I, I wipe them with my T-shirt, like a wet, a dry T-shirt or something, something dry. I wipe them. I put them back in the case. And then usually the next time I need them is the next day. And I noticed that when it rains and when they are subject to a little bit of humidity, they don't get, you know, under the rain. They, you know, it's not like I put, I forgot them in, and, and went in the, in the washer or something. When that happens, when they are subject to humidity, the next day they have a hard time pairing with my phone. Like they don't pair automatically. I don't have to go through the pairing process again. I don't have to like, uh, forget the device and, and pair it again. Uh, usually what I do, I put them back in the case 
and uh, close the case, open the case again, and put them back in my ears, and then I get the 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 sound, the notification sound saying that okay, we're paired with your phone. We can we can you can start playing music or podcast or whatever. And yeah, it, it's just it, it happens every time they are um, in contact with you um, a decent amount of humidity. I don't know, right. and that's kind of a weird behavior that I would just put them back in the in the box and in the case and take them out right away and they would work again. That's kind of a strange hack or workaround for this, but it does work. I found over the, over the years. Um, but if they were a little more waterproof, I would feel much better. And there are times also when I go walk outside, I leave my house, it's not raining and I look at the watch, it tells me, okay, you know, 20% chance of rain in the next hour. So I'm like, mm, fairly, I'm fairly confident it's not going to rain. So I don't have a hood or, uh, hoodie or anything. I just have my jacket and no hood to put over my head. But at some point, there might be a little, a little mist, you know, like falling or, or maybe even, even light, super light rain. And I'm like, crap, my AirPods are being unprotected. They're in contact with more water than I would like them to be. Um, and so when that happens, I know the next day I'm going to have, uh, this problem where they won't connect right away with my iPhone. So that's another reason why I, I would love them to be more uh, water resistant so that I could go, uh, in, in the rain or something and have them, uh, um, be, uh, safe, I guess. As far as the charging goes, I would love to have a yes. <laughs> the, the wireless charging. I mean, I'm all, all in on wireless now. Um, we have two in our rooms, in our bedroom. And that's where I I charge my phone. I'm just I'm just used to it now. Um, plugging in plugging in things uh, feels gross to me. Like <laughs> plugging plugging my iPad Pro because I use it so much more now. I plug it, ev- I charge it every other day, I would think, whereas before it was maybe once a week. Um, so now I'm like, oh, crap, I have to charge this and, you know, putting the cable in. And it's, it's just, again, first world problem, total first world problem. That's like a first of the first world problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 1% of the first world problem, you know. <laughs> Oh, I hate plugging in my iPad Pro. <laughs> <laughs> but and I know I know it it would be a completely uh, uh technical challenge to charge an iPad Pro on a charging pad. You know, it would take probably a day and a half to charge the thing. But I would love it if I was able to do this. <laughs> Seriously. You know, you just yeah. put it down and it charges. That's awesome. So anyway, going back to the HomePod, uh AirPod. Oh, man, I'm getting so confused with all these names. I uh, um I've been using for what I'm looking at my since wow. Oh no, I don't know. It's I thought it was been a year. No, no, it's not been a year. It's actually been three months. <laughs> <laughs> Two months. Uh September. In September I wrote a review about uh, uh an accessory called PowerPod. Um I'll have the link uh, in in the show notes. And it's uh, basically a sleeve that you put over the case of your AirPods and um and then you can charge the AirPods wirelessly. You just put them on the charging mat and it charges. You know, I, I really don't, don't like like the, the material used and how it makes the case a little more bulky. Um, but I've been, I've been using it since uh, doing this, uh, this review. It's, it's nice that every once in a while I'll just, or every, you know, couple of days or so, I don't have to think about finding a cable or a lightning cable. I just put the, 
um, the AirPod case on my uh, charging pad and boom, it charges. It's so convenient. It's just so, so convenient. Once you get into this habit um, of, it's not even a habit, it's uh, this workflow really of not having to plug a cable to charge the device. It's really hard to go back to plug- plugging in uh, on a regular basis. Yeah, I get it. I wonder if, uh, since we're talking about these AirPods and talking about uh, wireless charging, you know, the uh, the Apple Watch is uses proprietary technology. So it might use some form. There might be some kind of the, a similar technology as there is in the, in the, in Qi charging, uh, which is the standard. But I, Apple uses something, uh, uh, proprietary there in the Apple Watch. I think they would use the same. And from what I've read from other people, you know, trying to posture up ideas, I think that, uh, they would use something proprietary in the uh, in the AirPods as well in the AirPods case to make those wireless charging, unless you know their the Air Power is just totally defunct and not ever going to happen. Then you would think if they really wanted to make those a wireless case, you know, uh, useful to anybody, they would have to use the the Qi standard and let it charge on everybody's wireless pads. I just think there's something when you try to go as small as say the Apple watch or the case, I, I feel like you can't just use a standard Qi, you know, the copper coil that they put in these things. I feel like you can't do that. You've got, Apple's got to do something uh, that makes it a little bit different. Ma- again, makes it pr- proprietary where they just don't work across the board with everybody else's wireless chargers. Um, I don't know if, if Apple would uh, use a proprietary charging mechanism for, for AirPods because if they do, that means that they have to release the charger that goes with it. Right. And uh, it, it, looks like, um, it looks like AirPower is out of the equation now. Uh, and, and, and if they had their own proprietary charger, they would have to include it, I guess, maybe in the box with the AirPods, just like they do with Apple Watch, you know, like, right. uh, and maybe open up the standard or open up, uh, to, uh, to accessory makers. Like you can have, you can buy, um, charging pads for Apple Watch that with a charging puck for Apple Watch that's been approved. Uh, by Apple, I know because I use one. I use the right. no- Nomad um, uh, how did it? Base Station. I think they call it Base Station Watch. So it's a pad for your phone or AirPods or whatever you all you know for a phone and whatever else you want to you want to charge wirelessly. And then there is a little uh, puck for the Apple Watch, and this one has been uh, approved uh, by Apple. It's made for Apple Watch. Um, right. So I guess they could do something like this, but I, I think that for AirPods, I mean, to me, it would make more sense to use the Qi standard and don't go with anything fancy uh, and proprietary because you want people, you want you want users to be able to charge these things on any charging pad. You know, like you hope. I think Apple would be hoping that people buying this already have an iPhone 8 or iPhone 10 or iPhone 10s, one that can be charged wirelessly, and already own the charging pad for those devices. So I, I don't know. I would imagine Apple is, would be smaller than this and and go with the, the standard here and and let people use any charging pad they want with the with the AirPod charging case. Yeah, and I guess my my theory or 
it's not my theory. I definitely either read it or heard it on other podcasts, but that the chi, you know, the the technology needed to to work with chi standard can't be put into such a small product. I guess that's kind of put to bed by that little case sleeve thing you were talking about because that uses the chi standard um, that you put on your AirPods case. So. Yeah, yeah, and and really. All it is, it, it, it's really not much. It's a, a coil, and uh, and that's it. I mean, yeah. In my case, uh, no pun intended uh, for the charging ah, case. Ah, uh, you did. In my case, there is an extra piece of uh, of a hardware that connects the the small coil, the charging coil. Um, it adds like a lightning cable, a lightning uh, connector to be able to, you know, plug this lightning connector in the bottom of the uh, AirPod charging case. Uh, so it, you know, gets gets the ele- uh, electricity, I guess, <laughs> uh, in the coil and sends it uh, through the lightning port of the of the charging case of the case. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think. I'm not an engineer. I mean, definitely not. I'm not a doctor. Neither am I an engineer. But <laughs> I, that doesn't look too much of a too hard of a problem to solve for Apple. And I, you know, like the harder problem is temperature and everything like this. But as far as make adding like a little charging coil in there, I don't. I don't see how that would be very complex. Um, there's tons of accessories. Not only the one I, I'm describing here uh, that do this that you can buy on Amazon. So. I, I think it's I think it's right here. So if and, and you bring up a good point, if if it's not too crazy to think about the wireless charging in, in the AirPods case, why did they not want to release AirPods to uh, you know this next generation of these uh, wireless earbuds? Why not release them now? Uh, or I guess that better would have been September October ish. But I just. It seems like Apple really missed a window here. This is the perfect uh, yeah. Christmas product, and we've seen them do this before. The first year that the AirPods were set to run, remember they were going to come out in like October, yeah. and then Apple had to come out and say, "Yo, they're not ready." But they ended up shipping at least some. You're right. You know, you recalled that uh, they were really hard to come by when they first launched, but they were shipping to customers that first or second week of December. And so it's, you know, with people like uh, your John Gruber's and uh, your Renee Ritchie's from over at iMore, when they said they were expecting AirPods 2 this year, uh, you just got to wonder what caused Apple to not only postpone it, but to select a, a time period like the first half of 2019 as the launch time. It just seems like that's not that's not the ideal launch window for a product like this. You know, it's 150-ish bucks. It's, it's right. Maybe it's a little more expensive with the... Uh, with the wireless charging case, but it sits right in that kind of sweet spot, I think, for for Christmas presents. And uh, so, yeah, that would be my question is if it's, you know, obviously you can look at this uh, report from Kuo and see, okay, well, they're not going to, it's not a new design. They didn't even add sweat resistance this time around. No noise cancellation. So there's not adding a ton of features. Why not go ahead and release this unless they go, well, we can't really release this until air power is ready and air power is not ready. So it's funny to think that, a product such so insignificant as AirPower, right, which is really not in Apple's wheelhouse. They've done, you know, they do a dock for the iPhone now and then. They do keyboards for the iPad. But something like this just seems just a bit outside their normal scope. But if that's really what's keeping maybe the next-gen AirPods at bay, it's just kind of a weird story overall. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, um, I, I, I mean, I don't have anything... 
to add to this because we just don't we just don't know like the the what what happened to air power and it does sound right. like it does sound like uh yes they were waiting for air power to to ship to uh or to be ready uh to ship like the wireless uh, airpods but i don't know i don't know at this point i don't know because if it's that e and i'm sure it is pretty simple uh to turn this case into a wireless charging case yeah why isn't it available yet like why why wasn't it available really last winter last christmas <laughs> you know like they right. they unveiled yeah. air power over a year ago um so so i mean this thing could have shipped without air power uh, for christmas or maybe everything was built around air power and um it you know it could only work with air power and nothing else uh, right. not not a, a typical standard chi uh, charger and then they had to rethink everything. But even then, it doesn't, it's not a complex problem to solve. The air power might be a complex problem to solve, but like the wireless charging pad uh, case is not. It's really not. And all these accessories have proven us that it's not that complex uh, to, to, to turn uh, these cases into wireless charging cases. So let's say in a week, Apple announces, okay, we decided to release the next-gen AirPods. The real only difference is the wireless charging case. Do you pick up a pair? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I would. Um, I've noticed that... No, so now my AirPods are two years old. And right. I think the the battery... The battery it's life, not lasting as long? It's yeah. not as lasting as, as long. Uh, I would often find myself going on an hour walk. So I'm listening to a podcast for an hour. And then, and that happened again today. I went for an hour long walk, about an hour, maybe a little less. And then I came home. I put the AirPods in the charger and the charger still had juice in there. I'm not sure how much, but it, it, it had juice in there. It wasn't full, but it had, it had juice to uh, start charging the, the AirPods. And then I put my AirPods on because I was on a, on a phone call and I was on a call for maybe 30 minutes. And at some point I heard the, doo -doo 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 -doo, you know, like the sound that <laughs> tells you that your AirPods are running out of juice. Uh, and I yeah. flipped it, I flipped the top and look on my phone and it said 9% battery left on, on the AirPods. I was like, huh, wow. Okay. I have only 9% left. Really? I've used this thing for an hour and a half and it was four before I used them. You know, when I first started using them at the beginning of the day, when I went for my walk, they were four. And all of a sudden, uh, an hour and a half, or let's say two hours later, I'm at ten percent, ten percent battery, uh, which I guess uh, I don't remember what they were quoting for battery life on these things, but maybe five hours. Five hours. So no. yeah, I'm, I'm I was far from these five hours, and that and that's that's happening more and more often. It's not. It doesn't happen. You know, every day. Uh, it doesn't happen every week, but ev maybe every other week, I've noticed an increase in these uh, notific sound, you know, notifications. Because I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, "What is that sound? Like, what is this?" I didn't even know. I was like, "Hmm, that's weird. Maybe I received like a notification or something from an app, and it, you know, pushed it to my ears or something." I didn't get it, to be honest. I didn't get it. And then, like ten minutes later or twenty minutes later the AirPods died. I was like, oh, that's what this sound was. It's a notification to tell you you're running out of juice in your AirPods. That was two years ago, you know, like the first time, the first like, <laughs> few weeks I was using them. 
but yeah, now I hear this sound much more often than before, for sure. And so, um, did I answer your question? Yes, I would pick pick some up, um, definitely, and I would uh, you know give these to my wife, uh, the the ones I have, and and use the new um, use the new ones. What about you? Uh, you know, I think. It's it's one of those purchases where I think I'd eventually end up making, but it's not uh it's it's not something yeah. I would probably purchase day one. Because yeah. again, I I'm I have that problem of I have these I have AirPods right now and they work. And yes, every once in a while, it's very rare. I want to emphasize that. I know I complained about it, but it's once in a hundred times, you know, of use that I'm seeing some of these errors. One of them, another wacky one is uh. One time, the left AirPod did not charge in the case. So it's like I put both AirPods in my ears, and they were both sitting in the case. But the left one, I heard the doo-doo-doo, and it was like uh, you know, 10 or 11% left the battery in that one, and the right one was fully charged. So there's these quirks. And if they started to persist or get more consistent, I would definitely – like it would be no question. Again, because I use these so frequently – and they're such an important part of like my workouts and stuff like that. I would just, I would just do it. But on day one, with still, you know, for the most part, very well functioning AirPods, it would be tough for me to spend another 160. Or more. again, I think it would be a little more expensive with the wireless charging case added. I think Apple, as we've seen with every other product they sell, mm-hmm. I feel like Apple would take this opportunity to bump the price up a little bit. So it'd be tough to justify that cost, knowing that I have a working pair. But you know, as the months went on, you know, just as my luck would have it, my current AirPods would probably start to fail a little bit more, a little more and more each day. And then finally I'd go, you know what? Let's do it. Now, if you told me this was, uh, you know, they were about to, in a week, they were going to release the water resistant model and maybe had one or two other new features. Uh, I might jump on that. That would seem like enough. And I would justify it in my head of, okay, I'll just try to resell my current AirPods for, you know, obviously a pretty big discount, but at least recoup some of my money. What if, uh, what ifs, uh, what if they sold the charging case separately for, say, hmm, what price? For $69. Would you buy the charging case separately for $69? Probably not. I mean, I, I'm like you, I'm very all in on wireless. I've got two or three pads now here scattered throughout the house and, I just, it's just, you know, I don't charge my AirPods. I don't charge enough. I maybe, as much as I use them, I maybe stick the case with all the AirPods in them. I may have to recharge that whole thing once a week. Um, So I just, to spend 70 bucks, again, it's just kind of like me trying to justify the price tag here. It's like, uh, I'll just keep putting them on my dock. Like, I have a dock. It's not like I pick up a, yeah. a lightning cable like a like a Savage and and plug them in but it's uh yeah i I don't mind just plopping them on that dock once a week again if it started to get more frequent maybe that would be something i looked at um so yeah i guess that answers your question i would not buy the the airpods thing separately in fact i've had several offers from accessory manufacturers to send me the little separate wireless charging case that they came up with does yours not work well or you just don't like the material? I, I don't like the material. Um, it adds a little bulk to the case, uh, which is understandable because it's basically a sleeve in which you right. put the, um, the, the, charging, the charger, charging case. Um, 
other than that, I mean, if you click on the link I put in the show notes, you can see pictures of the of uh, uh, of the product. It's my picture. It's not like promo pictures, as you can tell. And on the very last picture, you can see the flap of the the top of the charging case. I actually cut this off. It was bothering me. It was bugging me. So I just um, cut it off. And um, I'm not a I'm a huge fan of the functionality. I'm not a huge fan of the design. But the functionality uh, is taking over design, like in in this case, and that's why I'm still using it. Uh, it's it's just much more convenient for me. I don't like the way it looks, the way it feels, uh, but because it adds this feature um, that I favor over design, I keep using it. Yep. So first quarter of 2019 for the AirPods. For the for the next generation, yeah. Again, with really only the wireless charging case added, and then it's going to be all the way twenty twenty before we see the the totally new AirPods with a uh, new design and and some of these other features. It makes me think here with this Hey Siri, uh, uh, the possibility of adding that to these headphones. Do you use the taps? Like, do you do you have your taps set up on your AirPods right now to do special things? Mm, no. Or do you ever use that that function? Yes, I use it often. Yeah. Uh, I use double tap on my left to pause, play pause. Okay. And I use double tap on the right for Siri. Okay. Is that they're customizable, right? It's been a while since I've gone in and looked at these settings. Yes, they are customizable. Um, but there's only a couple of options. Yeah, you don't have many options. I think you can uh, skip. I'm going in there right now to check because I haven't touched this since uh, since 1969. Because <laughs> um, my thought is, if you can skip songs, if I can remember can. to do yeah, this, you can, and if you, you can, can skip to the next song, this might solve one of my Apple Watch problems of trying to get to the media controls. If I could just skip the song with my AirPods. I just always feel – I definitely don't ever want to say anything. So I don't want to activate Siri and then say, next track. You know, I'm like yelling it as I'm furiously running on the treadmill and then everybody's looking at me. I don't want to be that person. But if I could discreetly just tap the AirPod uh, to go to the next track, that would be uh, – that'd be handy, I think. Mm-hmm. I just think the way mine's set up right now, it activates Siri, and that's not what I want to do. Yeah, I, you know, like because my Air, I don't have my AirPods around me right now; they're in the case in in the kitchen, actually. <laughs> um, so I can't get into the options, uh, but I'm pretty sure uh, you can actually. If we do a quick search on IDB, uh, customize AirPods uh, tabs. Oh, here you go. The left one can activate Siri, play, pause, next track, previous track, or off. And then the right one can do the same. Yep. Okay, wow. I could just set the left one up for previous track and the right one up for next track. I mean... And that could just be my own... <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Yeah, but you, you know that it, when you're running, this is even hard yeah. to do. Because you're running, you know, your whole right. body is moving up and down. And I know because, again, when I was running for five minutes... Five years ago, <laughs> two years ago, or something. <laughs> I had this thing where I wanted to. Uh, I, it was with Siri. I remember, like, because I, you know, controlled the volume and everything with Siri. And um, some, it, you know, when you're moving, it's hard to to, to tap on uh, on the AirPods. Just, it's just not. So I would even think that it might be easier to control uh, music playback from the watch while running than it is to accurately tap your ears i don't know give it a try give it a try when you go to the gym today or tomorrow or something okay 
Yep. That might be might be a tiny solution to my problem. We'll see. Yeah. And I'd put a link in the show notes to customize AirPod shortcuts too. Bam. Nice. Boom. Yeah, it's nice. Nice feature. Any, anything else about these new AirPods, old AirPods? Any more complaints for the complaint department? Uh, no. <laughs> um, I, I still would like... Uh, I can't wait for uh, uh, your Siri to come to AirPods as well, actually, because that would uh, free up a gesture for me, and it's just much more natural. I, I often use Siri with my AirPods, usually to send messages, not for anything else, really. Uh, or to maybe change the podcast I'm listening to with a Siri shortcut. But more often than not, it's just send a message to my wife. You know, oh, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going there. Do you need me to pick up something? You know, that kind of short message. So I, and sometimes I kind of, I don't know. I, I feel it would be nice to see if I was just able to say, yo, Siri, send a message to my wife saying, blah, 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 blah. Huh. Voiceless building. That brings us to the end of the uh, of the show notes here. Yep, and uh, the end of the contest for uh, the iPad Pro giveaway too. So yeah. uh, that was a nice run. Four weeks, four words, one phrase, and one lucky winner. Um, who's no, um, no, his name is not going to be Cody. <laughs> I can guarantee that. <laughs> you just, you just, you say it next week. You're like Cody. How, how did you do this? <laughs> oh, it's an algorithm. <laughs> I played the algorithm. <laughs> all right, oh, man. all right, all right. Um, I'll talk to you next week. Yep, I'll be here. All right, sounds good. Talk to you next week. Bye bye.